0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children, brethren and sisters, yea, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. We spoke a little bit about that this morning. Verse 27, whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. Saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his savour, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor nor yet for the dunghill. But men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Been a lot of preaching on that uh, passage of scripture there's a lot of applications that can be made we're going to take a specific angle tonight uh, are you a disciple are we disciples part of it is being able to esteem Christ higher than all a couple of questions I'd like to ask all of us tonight has our hearts renounced all that the world has to offer us Has Christ been esteemed higher than it all? Have you laid all down at Christ's feet? Are you 100% at his disposal? And if not, this evening, are you ready to part with whatever it is for Christ? And I would submit to you this evening that you and I cannot be disciples of Christ. If it hurts us to part with whatever it is that is above, that we esteem above him, we cannot be his disciples. People say, well, I'm a Christian. Well, looking at your life, you wouldn't convince me that you're a Christian. Well, I'm a disciple. Christ says, if you want to be my disciple, what does he say? We talked about it this morning. We won't do a deep dive. But if any man come to me and hate not his father, his mother, his wife, sister, children, brothers, sisters. We talked about this morning. What is it? What is it? Most people walk like this. They got one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom. Monday comes around, back in the world, Tuesday. Most people walk like that. Let's walk like a true disciple should walk. Look at Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6. Bible says in verse 24, Matthew 6, 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and he will despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. There's going to be a priority. And tonight I'd like to ask you, are you his disciple? Is Christ your true priority? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately what? Wicked, who can know it? I'm telling you because our hearts are so wicked, we really have to start being specific about what we're talking about in our own lives when we bring it before the Lord. You, you and I, we need to go to the Lord and specifically talk about what are our lusts? What are our sins? And we have to be specific as we cry out to the Lord. Go to Psalms 119. I possess things. Do you possess things? Car, truck, house, tractor, clothes, shoes. And I don't mean one for the left, one for the right. I mean shoes, meaning many pairs of shoes. Got a pair of brown shoes for church. I Got a pair of black shoes for church. Got a pair of boots for working outside. I got a pair of boots for, or a pair of footwear for hiking. Got a pair of sneakers for running. Do you see vanity in all the things that you possess? That's where I want to be. I'm not saying not to have those things. But if those things have you, then you and I cannot be disciples of Christ. It's vanity. And it isn't going to last. I need to be fulfilled. So I'm going to go on a shopping spree. I need to find happiness. So I'm going to go buy this widget. It's empty. It's vain. Don't send back all your widgets. But the widgets that have you, send those widgets back. (laughs) I want to be as careful As I'm asking you to be careful To be a disciple Watch what it says in Psalm 119 You want to read all the verses? 96, verse 96 Psalm 119, verse 96 The Bible says, I have seen an end Of all Perfection But thy commandment Is exceeding broad God's law shows us truly, it shows everyone that we're not perfect. And someone that claims perfection can only do so if they do one thing. They change the perspective and the definition of God's law. And then they can claim perfection And the standard now is them that everything is measured against. That is the only way man can claim perfection. But if he truly looks at the biblical, scriptural, godly definition of the law, he will not lay any claim to perfection. But you've got to come face to face with the law of God You don't have to turn there for the sake of time I'll read Job 9 20 it says If I justify myself Mine own mouth shall condemn me If I say I am perfect It shall also prove me perverse And ain't that the truth Can you say tonight, from the depths of your heart, that Christ has done more for you than anything or anyone has ever done? That's where I would like us to be. Matthew chapter 6. That's where I'm asking us to be. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 19. The Bible says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. You bought this trailer and it's all rustic because it's a used trailer and you got to get the wheel and the bearings, and you got to get all that greased up and make it nice and the tires are old and you know you get cracking in your tires well it's just corrupt there's any time it could just pop and you're you've got yourself in a mess nothing lasts nothing lasts we have this truck up north it's a 2012 and I can't believe it's been 10 years. And we got to start thinking about getting another truck for the workers to drive because, well, you don't want to be on the New Jersey Turnpike or some <laughs> you know, some highway, have a truck blow out and you got a trailer on the back of it. And you got all your, I mean, it, it doesn't last. I thought it should be like new, but it doesn't last. Everything that you and I own Compared to Christ, you know what the average cost for a football ticket is—a couple hundred dollars. Except for the winning teams, the game's over in three hours. I got two missionary letters today that I was reading, and I'm just thinking, my mind, man, wouldn't it be great to have a million bucks to send for foreign missions, anywhere missions? Lay up your treasures. What does it say? Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You know this is true because when you buy something and it's important to you, you don't want somebody to scuff it up. You don't want somebody to break it. You want some you want people to take care of it. You want people to come over and say, Hey, look at my doohickey, (laughs) look at my thingamajig, look at my widget. Your heart's into it. That's why you invested into it. I'm asking you, is your heart sold out for Jesus Christ? Is your heart into it? Are your emotions into it? Are you financially invested in it? Are you emotionally invested in it? It's the cause of Christ. Better than anything. Surpasses all the riches that this world can offer. Let's go back to our Luke passage. Verse 27, and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Do you weep over another man's a brother in Christ, a sister in Christ? Like you would weep over your own sin. When Christ is talking about here in verse number 26, hate on his, his mother, mother's, wife, children, brother and sister, he's not talking about weakening human bonds. It actually becomes stronger when we become more connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse number twenty-six, uh, a little tighter here. At the end, it says, "And his own life also." Yeah, you include your mom, include your dad, include your wife, include your children, include your brothers, include your sisters. But your own life also. When Jesus Christ was fastened to the cross, he had nothing. They fastened him to the cross; he was naked. Look at twenty, uh, Luke 23, the 34th verse. Uh, Luke 23, verse 34, the Bible says, and he said, I, oh, no, no, let's see, okay, verse 20, uh, chapter 23, verse tw- uh, 34, 23, 34. Uh, then said, Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they parted his raiment and cast lots and the people stood beholding everything that he had was gone are you willing to do that spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking your heart's desire are you willing to be stripped of everything and as people are beholding you can just say have it all, split it up amongst yourselves all the idols, all the heart's desires. That's what Christ did for you. That's what Christ did for me. That's what Christ did for this wicked, sinful world. Luke 14, verse 28. The Bible says, For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it It'd be a pretty sad thing If Jesus Christ came down to earth As God manifests in the flesh And he lived a perfect sinless life And went upon the cross But he couldn't die for the sins Of the whole world He couldn't finish what he came down to do That'd be an awful thing There was a cost That was involved in Jesus Christ And what he did for us Now, praise God, on that cross, he said, it is finished. He was sufficient. The cost was counted, and he was able to finish that which he came to do, the will of God the Father to pay for the sins of the world. But I'm telling you, to be his disciple, there's going to be some pain involved. There's going to be some anguish involved. There's going to be all of that. Take up your cross patiently, cheerfully, and like the Lord, Willing. Go to Hebrews 12. let Let's Look at that verse. Hebrews chapter 12. Verse number 11. Hebrews 12 verse 11. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous. I mean it's not. But grievous. Nevertheless afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. I guess a simple practical application would be outward loss, many times, is spiritual gain. Many have to go through poverty. Many many have to go through family, friends, leaving them. The Bible tells us, Jesus told us, you're going to be hated by the world. But to be Christ's disciple, if we desire a life of comfort and easiness we may be fooling ourselves. Should we desire a life of holiness and godliness? My job as a preacher is to make that world less tempting to us all. (laughs) My job is to take sin and expound upon it and show you how hurtful and harmful it is. That's part of what a preacher's job is to do. That Hebrews verse at the end of it, afterward yielded peaceable fruit of righteousness. Hopefully I'm also being able to bring Forth the importance of God's grace, how lovely Christ is, how sweet the Word of God is, how desirable Christ is, how meaningful fervent prayer is. Why? So that fruit can be brought forth. Christ being hung on a tree, a dry piece of wood, that doesn't really bring, you don't see that as a picture of fruit, do you? Yet it was. Yet it was. I'm telling you, when Christ is presented as prosperity, when Christ is presented as health and wealth and a life of ease and comfort, everybody's in. You bring that cross out. That helps you see what the world really is, doesn't it? You start talking about that cross that shows everybody what the world really is. When Noah released that dove, It found, in many ways, more comfort coming back, having its feet touched down on the ark. You picture that ark of salvation of us being in Jesus Christ. We better be careful. We're, we're, in, in many ways, we better be careful to be more like that dove that's sent out, and it's, it doesn't want to find its feet. I it don't want to find any grounding on that world. Wants to come back beyond that ark of Jesus Christ. Now, eventually it did. We know all that. But just by way of application, we better be careful that our feet aren't touching down and getting comfortable in that world. On the earth, I guess more specifically, now no rest for the soul of its feet. Go back to Luke 14. It says in verse 29, lest happily after he hath laid the foundation, He's talking about this tower, verse 28, intending to build a tower, counting the cost. And then it says, verse 29, "'Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation, he is not able to finish it, all that behold it began to mock him.'" I'm telling you you want to build a tower, you know what man did. We all know the Tower of Babel. That was a bad deal. You want to build a tower, it better be on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. And you know who supplies all the building materials? God does. Him. He protects us from all danger. Proverbs 18, 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run it into it and is safe. We've got a tower, the strong tower of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can find safety. We can find rest in him. He said it was finished. He counted the cost. He paid the cost. And it's going to cost you and I something to be his disciple. Are you ready to curse the lust and the sin that's in your flesh? You know, that flesh that just won't get saved because it can't get saved. But your soul is. Look, we don't rejoice. I'm I'm not saying that we rejoice in the next statement that I'm about to say. It grieves our hearts. And it's part of bearing the cross in a sense. Expect your friends that are lost to mock you. Expect your family that is lost to mock you. I don't like saying it because nobody's happy about thinking about that, but that is part of the reality of being a disciple is you will be mocked. You will be made fun of. Are you a disciple? Take up your cross. And are you in the strong tower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because the storms are going to beat against you. The flood is going to come up against you. But the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Don't build a tower of fame. Don't build a tower of worldly amusement. Rest in the strong tower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke 14, 31, it says, Oh, what king or what king going to make war against another king? Sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him. With 20,000. Well, because if you're going to go to war, you're going to meet some pretty strong enemies, aren't you? They're going to be big and ugly and fierce. And they're not going to look to spare your life. So you go ahead and fight those enemies on yourself, and I go ahead and fight those enemies on ourselves. And guess what happens? A W for the enemy. <laughs> we lose. So count the cost. You want to do it on your own? I don't. You know what side I'm on? If you've trusted Christ, you know what side you're on? The winning side. Because we find rest in that strong tower the Lord Jesus Christ. We counted the cost. He counted the cost. He's asking us to be his disciple. Hey, count the cost. Don't put any confidence in your own strength to win the battles of this life. You're going to have to find your strength in him. And that's how you can live as a disciple. Verse 32, or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage. Now, ambassage, ambas what does it sound like? Embassy. It's not a hard word. Ambassador, it's like an embassy. It's a group of ambassadors that are going to the strong king because they're weaker. See that in verse thirty two? Luke, Luke 14, fourteen, thirty two, or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassador and desireth conditions of peace. In other words, verse 32 is saying, you and I are not going to make a step forward to go to war if we know we're going to lose. So if we know we're going to lose, we better try to send some troops over to be able to get a little bit of a peace agreement. And you and I, if we try to go to battle without the Lord's help, we are going to lose. And the only way we are going to win is if we find strength. In him. And if you don't find strength in him, count the costs and you're going to lose. And you better send an ambassador over and get some (laughs) peace treaty because you're sunk if you try to do it on your own. You're done. You better trust in God. You want to be his disciple? You want to be his disciple? Consider all this. Didn't say if you want to be saved, if you want to follow him as a true disciple. There is some cost counting. Verse 33, so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, We talked about that. No reason to go over it again. He cannot be my disciple. Salt is good. Had some fresh corn on the cob for dinner. Nothing like fresh corn on the cob with some butter on it and then put some salt on it. Isn't salt good? Kind of brings out some flavor. It has a preserving effect. And you put enough salt in something, you you can preserve it for a good bit of time. A lot of these canned foods, if you look at the sodium count, it's very high because they're trying to preserve it. That's what salt does. It's a preserver. And so the Bible says basically an, an obvious truth, salt is good. But it adds something after this colon here. If the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? Sometimes you have something that's, well, give me that, pass that salt again. It needs to be uh, re-seasoned. Let's add a little bit more onto it. Verse 35, it is neither fit for the land. You got one purpose for salt. You take that salt and you try to plant it It's not going to bring a crop up It's not good for the land It says nor Yet for the dunghill You can't plant it It's not good for that You can't bring it out into the dunghill It's not going to enrich the land You can't use it as manure It's salt Not good for that either But man Cast it out So when the salt becomes useless, what do you do? You get rid of it. And if you've got a profession without a possession, you're as useless as salt would be. Because if you're not preserved with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to use yourself for anything else. It's of any worth. Might as well just cast yourself off. Cast it off. Be like salt. Have some saltiness to you. The Bible says in Job chapter 8 verse 13. So are the paths of all that forget God. And the hypocrites hope. Shall. Perish. If you are truly in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've truly trusted him, you are preserved. You have some saltiness and you have some use as his disciple. Be used for his glory. Be used by him. Be used in his service. But don't get away from serving him because if you try to use yourself like salt would be planted to bring up a crop or as manure to enrich the land, now you're useless. All the gifts we have, all the talents we have, everything that God has given us should be used for his glory. Last verse and we'll be done. Go to Philippians chapter 3. This is one of my favorite passages of the Bible. The Bible says in Philippians chapter three, verse number seven, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Let's read that one again. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Verse eight, Yea, doubtless. And I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dumb that I may win Christ. Who is Philippians three written to? Believers, we have already won the victory in Christ. This is written to believers and those believers are told to win Christ by being a true follower, by being a true disciple, considering the things that you thought were gained, you count them as loss and you see them as such. They're as as low as the dung pile because you've got the excellency of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can we all do better to try to win Christ, to make him known more, to be his disciple more, And if there's anything holding us back, would we all go to the Lord personally and do business with God concerning that? But let's strive to be better disciples. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.